I'm pretty sure it was about your coworker and child porn. Uh, sexual extortion, but yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> There's the cut. <laughs> There's Fuck. the cut. Listening to Boku No Stop, a mopious strip of garbage. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is. Matt Marcus. And Fletcher. Today we are discussing episodes 15 and 16 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Last time we talked about uh, episodes 13 and 14, in which stuff that I can't remember happened. <laughs> do i need to start putting previously on in the notes so yeah with yeah that actually out of the way, let's get into today's episode starting with read episode title at least <laughs> 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 episode 15 lies and silence in, in chris's defense Nothing uh happened. one of the episodes the was episode, a recap anyway yeah i don't remember. the other one was the blackout right right yeah or something like that. It I just was. thought that would be funny. Well, we kick off with Fuyutsuki and Gendo in a helicopter surveying the fact that Japan has two new lakes from the craters of dead angels. And the basic gist of this scene is this. The Japanese government is sick of Gendo's shit. Uh-huh. Sele is also sick of Gendo's shit. Really, nobody but Fuyutsuki can stand that bearded bastard anymore. I like Gendo. Uh, human instrumentality is behind schedule. Dummy plugs are behind schedule. Nope, nope. At- Dummy plugs are on schedule. No, he says they have begun production. Oh, I assume that. Yeah, that they he were does on not schedule. say they're proceeding because he just been says doing data collection for that stuff. Right? That's that's what the yes. uh, fake bodies were about. So I assume that's on schedule, and they're ready to just uh, just shit them all out. You know. I mean, they did say that it was no more than 2% behind schedule. That's yeah. still behind schedule. Oh, please. <laughs> I wouldn't even mention it if it was 2, 2% behind. Also, Anyhow, who the, measures it in first. percent? I, I don't know. The Magi. Fuck off. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes What that do you think sense. is calculating all these things? I don't know. They got you, brains in got them, like, Chris. The world's biggest cal- uh, abacus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and both old men mention that uh, they are aware of the spy and that he keeps sneaking around, but we can make use of him. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what hard cuts into our spy sneaking around a warehouse. By the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, Toji's a spy. Kaji. Oh, Kaji's Kaji. a spy. Whoopsies. Toji's just a weirdo. Don't worry about it. <sighs> I'm... I'm leaving that in because it's such self-ownage, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We were just discussing Toji before we came on. (laughs) Yes. Anyhow, uh, he's broken into a warehouse, which is empty save a disconnected phone. As he goes to leave, one of his contacts, who is only referred to as the cat lady, is sitting on the stoop outside and just kind of talking with him while she feeds the animals. So it's, not a very go good co- into... it's not a very good code name if you could be recognized for that behavior, right? 
It looks very casual if you don't see the head peeking out of a door she's talking to. But it's really Oh, good. no, not that. Just like, if everyone knows, hey, you gotta find the cat lady, I wonder if it's the woman who feeds the cats. But it's good behavior. When your company uh-huh. kills you because you've served your purpose, no one will find your body. Yeah, because then the cats eat That's you. very true. Got him. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Let's go into religious symbolism o'clock. Maybe you should we read are the talking other thing first. Well, I was going to segue it all together. Okay. I wrote these notes. I know how it flows. Okay. Are you just going <laughs> to talk to us for an hour? I could be into that. I will give up control of the mic after this segment. Okay. But since I wrote this shit just, and did the research. Just giving you a hard time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyhow. Kaji was here investigating the Marduk Institute, which, recall, is supposed to be the branch that has uh, offices worldwide who finds the children who are qualified to be Ava pilots. Runs their school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There are 108 companies in their name. This is the 107th he's checked out, and it's also a shell corporation that does nothing. Mm -hmm. The cat lady points out that uh, the board of directors is men she has found the identities of and kaji goes i'm familiar with them as on the list we see names like gendo fuyutsuki chairman keel aka japanese sailor you gotta miss so much if your subtitles don't include signs because our subtitles yeah that in but otherwise it's just a bunch of kanji it's true Mm -hmm. so let's talk about 108 and marduk 108 occurs a lot in Buddhist philosophy. There are 108 sins in Tibetan Buddhism. You have to overcome 108 temptations to obtain enlightenment. Most Buddhist rosaries have 108 beads and a lead. Uh, Keep the rosary in mind. That might come up again during these episodes. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Marduk is a Babylonian god who created humans to serve the deities so they could live idle lives of leisure. Totally not a thing that would have any impact in, uh, say, an organization that finds children to pilot robots so everyone else can chill. Yep. Also, just because some smartass is going to wonder why it took this long for me to go into religious symbolism o'clock, most of the Christian symbology in this series is nonsense that everyone thought looked cool and doesn't really translate. It's just Eastern mysticism, but for the East. (laughs) Yeah, we are the weird culture that they know nothing about but go cross-shaped explosion sounds baller what is, what is the asian adventures expansion but for japan uh having actually played some japanese tabletop stuff you don't want to go there i do want to i do want to <laughs> go there actually i want to know so bad all right well save it save it for a bonus episode no no, no. i can do this in like two minutes yeah. and it's going to end with chris being horrified hell yeah oh good the quick thing is, one of the biggest RPG dudes over there, and I know this because a friend of mine does freelance translation in that business, is the guy who does Made RPG. And if you know anything about Made RPG, you know how creepy that dude is. All I know about it is I don't want to play it based on the name. Yikes. Okay, that dude has a habit of constantly sticking, here are the rules for the eight-year-old children. Uh, oh no! Or other very similar no, no, no material into his stuff. Oh good lord! Guess what? He has a new game, and I don't know if it's in English yet. But I know that at least one person rejected the contract and went, "I'm not touching this." I mean, that's what you should do. With well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <sighs> 
aren't there child labor laws in Japan? Not in Made RPG, where you can have a half succubus. Yeah, anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah, sorry. That's actually in the notes. That was the worst thing I've ever said. That's part of the rules of that game. I'm not kidding. Yikes. Okay. That doesn't seem very realistic. No, uh, there's actually a, I'm not making this up, 666 item table you can roll on to find random events or plots to start off. And you start going through it and it's like, this is a thing a maid would do. This is an adventuring hook. Oh no. Oh no. Oh God, small children. Oh no. Oh no. Why are there 600 more of these? Yikes. Uh, I feel like, like, that has to be like, a sting operation waiting to happen, right? Anybody who buys one of these just gets immediately put on a list. And not the mailing list. No, no, he's he's still working. Anyhow, uh, I actually like the dub localization on this scene's ending because his contact tells him, you're only here to investigate nerve. You're going to get into trouble digging into things like Marduk. Yeah. In the subtitles, he just goes, well, I have to see things for myself. In the dub, he gives this incredibly sleazy double entendre. I can't help it. My nose for trouble has a penchant for leading my eyes to the wrong places. That's a pretty good that's a pretty good line. I'm not gonna lie. I like it. I really think that has a lot more charm than I have to see for myself. That's pretty good. But also, you have to listen to what's obviously an adult trying to act like Shinji. That's that's Kaji. No, I mean in the dub in general. Oh, um I actually think dub shinji has one of the best moments but it's the end of the series so okay. we'll get there well uh yeah we'll did get he there, get then. trauma pay for that scene uh no 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 it's the easter egg okay i should see if that's on your copies either way somebody else uh it is get into the fun doctor's cut stuff <laughs> oh yeah this fucking phone <laughs> call uh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I forgot right? about this uh so we cut back to uh, Asuka. She's on the phone. She's calling Kaji, and she's trying to get his attention. And her voicemail is, "No, please don't stop. Stop touching me, you perv." Kaji, help! Into his voicemail, and then the class rep comes out and goes, "Is everything okay?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, it's fine." <laughs> yeah, Asuka. Uh. And then class rep and uh, Asuka set up a, a date to go hang out. Uh, oh, no, this isn't when they hang out. It's when she hangs out yeah, with her no. sister's friend. Uh, and then we go back to Nerve, and they're doing what is called a necrosis operation. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. I don't think we actually do know. I just singled out the name because it's named that in every translation, and it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and we go to yeah. bridge crew chatting about a wedding. Misato's not sure what to wear, and she needs to get a new dress because she wore the all the other one to the uh, thing with the uh, the heavy metal industries during Jet Alone. Yeah, it's also they mentioned there's been a lot of weddings lately because everyone thinks they're about to die, so they don't want to die single. So yeah, uh, at this point. Masato is complaining about how expensive all these weddings are because she's 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 going to buy a new dress for this particular wedding. And apparently 
Fletch, so who is Ritsuko pining over? What do you because, think, Chris? Should I tell him? What? Is it Gendo? Yeah, it's, it's Gendo, Gendo, isn't it? Oh, God damn it. Also, we missed one thing with the um, Gendo and Fuyutsuki that I wrote down that I thought was worth noting, is that when uh, Gendo says all of the projects and human instrumentality are linked, Fuyutsuki asks, even Ray? Which is like mm. some yeah. foreshadowing about shit we haven't seen yet. I kind of left that one out because it's foreshadowing that doesn't really come to anything this week. Yeah, but I don't know. Worth discussing. That's fair. Yeah, they they mentioned Ray among the uh, projects. Yeah, yeah, and they've they've mentioned the Lance of Longinus, and she's related to it. So, like, you know that she's being tied into something that we haven't that hasn't been explained yet, right? That's fair. Right. Uh. Anyway, so they stop the tests. They say the tests are done, but they notice that Shinji is, seems a little downcast of late. And there is a reason for this, and it ties into something we're going to, well, something that's coming in next step, next scene after we leave this. Because the next scene is Shinji and Rei in an elevator. And Shinji is saying, you know, I have to spend time with my father tomorrow. What should I talk to him about? And Ray's like, why, why are you asking me this? And he's like, well, I've seen you spend time with him, and I've seen you talk with him, so you... <laughs> Basically, you have more experience with that than I do. And uh, he also comments. Uh, well. Ray responds. Uh, so what were you watching me all day for? Like, you were just staring at me. And there was there was a scene we glossed over earlier where they're cleaning the uh, classroom. Yeah, the classroom at school where Ray is wringing out a towel. And Tired of all these kids stealing our jobs. <laughs> so they, they really linger in that shot too like she holds it for a while and like shinji looks and then gets whacked in the head by toji uh with a uh broom who then but, gets chastised by hikari yeah for trying to delegate his own job mm-hmm. so yeah he uh he says well I noticed that you were, you know, the way you wrung out that towel earlier today, it really looked motherly. It looked like a mother. And I bet you would make a great housewife someday. And Ray, I I don't That's the way you I wring out a towel. Know. That's how everyone wrings out a towel. You fucking idiot. I mean, that's not how I wring out a towel. What? Yeah, I, don't, I don't either. You're doing yeah. it wrong. No, I, I grab it more towards the end and then, like, do more than one twist, you know? Like... Several times around. Gotta have that hard grip, fam. <laughs> I see. You might make a great housewife someday, Chris. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, Ray blushes here, and I can't tell what kind of blush it is, at least in the context. I mean, is she... It says here that she's embarrassed, but or at least uncomfortable. But This reads two different ways because dub and sub take it differently. Uh-huh. Uh... Dub takes it as a very why would you say that and uh and in the subtitles she's just very I'm what do you mean it's more stammering than just offended yeah it's it seems like this is the only time he's been able to get much of a response out of her that isn't like her slapping Matt, him in the face have you ever seen an anime with the diminutive like basically sex doll lady character 
No. Well, they're basically all Ray, so you should read Ray that way most of the time. That she's an animate sex doll. Yeah, basically. Well, that she's basically a personalityless character who exists to let you project your fantasies onto. She has like gotcha. no personality and is down for whatever you say. And the unless it's insulting Gendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because I I wasn't sure if that embarrassment was like that that was something like it's showing something about her personality, like she wants to be motherly and she's embarrassed someone noticed God, or I hate me so much. Only like, because, or like, is she embarrassed that it's that it's Shinji that's saying it? Like, I I don't know how to read this. Uh, I don't know if it's like a happy embarrassment or just like a oh god, why did you say that? No, I have no really idea. Yeah, she's really into it. Ray birthed like like the most awful trope of all time. Okay, she, she weaponized it. Asuka and Misato back at the apartment begin chatting about how, if Shinji hates his father so much, why does he just say so? You Japanese are weird. Well, it's not that he hates him. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Asuka also asks if she can borrow Misato's lavender perfume for her date and is shut down. It is not for kids. Meanwhile, what she says. we yeah, reveal through a quick... Con- <laughs> huh. Gendo would absolutely legalize it. Hell yeah. Patchouli, patchouli base, yeah. <laughs> there's one scene at the end where there's not light bouncing off his glass, glasses and there's just weed leaves in the middle. Oh, I was going to say, you see that they're red as hell. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he folds his hands Shit. like that, he's actually got a vape ring in there just hitting that chronic. <laughs> Next episode, when the angel swallows him up, all he can say is, Machine Elves! Mm. Anyhow. Uh, Fuck you, Matt. How dare you not miss <laughs> What? <laughs> what? He's allowed to do a march. What? I <laughs> so, I mean, I don't I don't smoke, for the record. You're missing out. So, I, I will I partake occasionally, so that's about it. I haven't, have, have I told you about the fear jar? No. no, this sounds amazing. This is a good tangent. So I haven't smoked weed in like five years, and it's related to something I refer to as the fear jar. Uh uh-huh. before it was legal, my neighbor gets that good shit. Like weed that makes me miss shit weed, right? Like it's too good. So one yeah. time I hit my neighbor up and I'm like, yo, Tony, you got some weed? And he goes, Nah, all I got's my shake jar, and he gives it to me. And uh he neglects to mention that there are a bunch of black flecks in it that are hash, and <laughs> I definitely obliterated uh-huh. an entire bowl in one hit on accident because Shake just does not stop burning, and brother, that was a good, like, just, there's where my eight hours went, and I thought I was gonna die, and never since then have I partaken of the fear jar or smoked weed. All you kids out there, be smart. Know what's in your weed. Don't call the police. You can't die from it. Yes. <laughs> It'll be legal wherever you are soon. I definitely Hopefully. thought I was going to have Fingers a though. Uh, I had that the first edible I had, so uh, I get you. Edibles are always a mistake. <laughs> uh, it never works out the way you want it to. 
what always... I have basically learned is that I am massively immune to a lot of types of weed, and I haven't figured out which ones. But Perfect. it's just like, my <laughs> wife will try and throw things down my throat, and basically there's like two types Ooh, where I actually feel a high. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say phrasing. <laughs> well, edibles or have this blunt or whatever, and it's like, I will feel nothing for hours, and so she will keep trying, and no. eventually something will kick in, but I never know what it is because of that. Well, then you gotta be really, you know, you gotta, like, scientific method this shit, so, like, only one variable at a time. Yeah, but by the time that she's high, we're kind of out the window with scientific method. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love you, honey. <laughs> I just got the finger. So, speaking of oh, CBD good. and getting high... It is finally also phrasing? revealed that Shinji is nervous because seeing his father is visiting their grave. Visiting his mother's grave. Whatever. Which makes this whole thing about Ray looking motherly and my slight knowledge of what's coming ahead, like, that <laughs> all actually, lines up. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I, I did remove a note about that because I couldn't remember if that was part of what you'd had spoiled, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that, but... He doesn't know anything about that. I know nothing about that. Okay. I guess. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, uh yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting parallel. And it's probably why Shinji, I mean, you could even just say that's why Shinji was thinking about her being motherly is because he had mother on the brain. Yeah. As opposed to mother brain. It's a totally different thing. Which is next episode. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, no, I've already seen next episode. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, different yeah. than mother brain. <laughs> which is a new category on Pornhub. Oh, no. <laughs> Zero Suit Samus, eat your heart out. Oh, she eats something, all right. Uh-huh. I was more talking about getting brain from your mother, but whatever. I know what you were talking about. That didn't. Man, I, it's, it's been so long since I've heard that term used in that context, actually, that it did go over my head. I was trying to bait out a really good, mm-hmm. oh, no, from that. Did it's it okay, work? I can splice in the one from the opening if we need it. Oh, no! That anyway. was a pretty good one, to be honest. <laughs> that was an amazing one. <laughs> so, uh, Misato is urging him to go, even though he doesn't want to, uh, because she knows he can break out of his shell. She's seen the steps, but he has to keep moving and not hesitate. This is a play. That's, that's her metaphor. All right. Uh, one localization change is that while Misato and Asuka are gossiping outside the room where Shinji tries to sleep, uh, Misato bought a new dress. The two of them snipe at each other a little, and Asuka asks it was bought with Kaji in mind. In the dub, Misato just goes, grow up. In the sub, her response is, I think not. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Next day, a wedding happens. Uh, Kaji is late, arrives, apologizes for being unable to get out of work. This is a good joke. You should have read this joke. This is a good joke. All right. Next day, a wedding happens. It's basically an episode of Macross at ten times speed, and then Roy Foker doesn't die, by which I mean Kaji is late. That was all I could think when they cut through the wedding in hyperspeed with the karaoke and all. Is like, yeah. Five men maze. No. <laughs> Uh, so he arrives apologizes for being unable to get out of work uh misato and kaji bicker you know what fuck you it's not just my notes bicker like a married couple which ritsuko comments on 
I mean, it's just at 3 (laughs) a.m. Well, yeah, one thing I I would like to note about that particular scene, he he walks in, he's not shaved, his uh, tie, you know, his his tie is like not like pulled up all the way and his collar is open. And like the first thing um, Masato does is is like, yeah, pull his tie up, which, you know, again, I don't know if this is a thing that is universal, but usually I, I've been told that when a woman, you know, fixes your clothing on you, that's a sign of affection or, or of interest. So, like, I definitely made note of that in my head. Like, that's not a usual thing, especially if if you're Masato and trying not to show any interest. Yeah, so Masato's still having a lot of trouble not showing her interest in Kaji. And that that's the thing Ritsuko picks up on. Then we get to the graveyard scene. Uh, one touch about this is that the graveyard is just nothing but barren land and identical row upon roll of they look like poles at first from the original camera angle but they're just slender tombstones that have nothing but a name and year on them because after second impact these are all the people who we couldn't find a body or remains for and also Mm -hmm. we only have 30 percent of the land left so we don't have to bury anything we can just stick up a few monuments precision ordered it's incredibly uncomfortable because of that it's like going to Gettysburg if you've ever been. Mm. Yeah, but Gettysburg, they are at least slightly. There's something there, and there's a bit of oh, distinction the between them. I don't know if I've been to. Th- okay. When you go in, there's the right side where they're spaced out, and there's like something's bodied here, but on the left side, it's just here are all of these other people who we know died but didn't find anything from. I mean, it's it's way more. Gotcha. It's way more the impression you get from going to, like, an Arlington Cemetery rather than, like, a Vietnam War memorial. Oh, see, I didn't mm. go to Arlington Cemetery because I don't support the troops. Gettysburg is a historical novelty. <laughs> the Civil War was a historical novelty. Chris Taylor, 2018. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait till I get into how 9-11 was not a big deal and we definitely overreacted. Gendo did 9-11, baby. Oh, boy. We're, we're just touching up. <laughs> we're touching all the hot stoves today. I wish Gendo did 9-11. If Gendo did 9-11, he would have also been in charge of the response. If Gendo did 9-11, a giant robot would have burst out of one of the towers screaming in blood. I guess if Gendo did 9-11, we would have already had the Patriot Act. Anyhow, let's talk about the graveyard scene between the two Akaris. I don't know how much detail you want. I transcribed the whole thing just because some of this is pretty ominous. Some of it is just two people discussing. Mm -hmm. But uh, the last time they were here was three years ago when Shinji ran away from his father. And he admits that he can't remember his mother's face. Gendo says that uh, Yui taught him there are some things you should never forget, no matter how painful, and he comes here to remind himself of that. Well, before that, he says that men survives by forgetting things. So by burying good. painful memories. Yeah, it's good for mm-hmm. it's good for uh, Shinji that he forgot, but for Gendo, he can't forget. But he also makes sure that he can't forget. So yeah, Shinji asks him, like, do you have a photograph of her? And he he turns away and says, as you mentioned, he turns away. 
that none survived. Even this grave is an artifice. Nothing remains. And he, he even says, like, there's not even a corpse here is the phrase he uses, at least in the in the subtitles. And that's like corpse is pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I, I had dub and subs on when I was recording. So some uh-huh. of the lines are a little mixed up between the two. Yeah, yeah. But like didn't say body. It just said like, yeah, corpse. Gendo says, I've kept, uh, Shinji says his teacher was right, he threw him away, and Gendo says, I keep it in my heart, I'm satisfied with that. And then a fucking, uh, helicopter shows up, uh, I also will actually myself in my own notes, uh. <laughs> There's just a line I wrote in here that says, technically a VTOL Ida, shut up. Yeah, I, I have something very similar, except I wrote another thing, which I also know is wrong, I wrote Osprey. Uh, uh. Osprey is the helicopter version of this. Yeah, it's it's a little too futuristic, so I just went with a VTOL. Uh, Vertical takeoff and landing, for those who don't know. Shinji quick, quickly forces himself to speak, says he's glad they talked today, uh, and Gendo just says, I see. Uh, and Shinji mm-hmm. notices that Ray's in the vehicle as well. And uh, they leave him there! Yeah, the I see is interesting. <laughs> Because it clearly indicates that Gendo is going to file this one away and take advantage of it later. Uh, it's mm-hmm. indeed in the other translation. Mm-hmm. That's way more ambiguous. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. How did Shinji get there? And why is he by himself now? Probably he a, can't drive. Probably in like a nerve car driven by like a nerve agent. Because Gendo's uh, there too. You think Gendo drives? Please. How do you think these gloves stay so white? i'm not gonna (laughs) i I, i'm not gonna think about what he does to keep his gloves white we cut back to the house uh shinji got home first and is playing the cello uh when he's done asuka starts clapping taking him out of the moment shinji has a conversation with asuka where he basically says uh, no one's making him do it. It's not for school. He's only doing it because he. it never occurred to him to stop and nobody told him to do it. Uh, Shinji in a nutshell. Actually kind of healthy in a lot of ways, but rejection is what really fucks him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just really funny, though, how little, how healthy, often he's... Is it healthy to continue to do something until some outside force acts on you? Like, never exerting I said free will? in a lot of ways. I didn't say 100% except for. Yeah. I feel like that one way it's not healthy dramatically outweighs the power of habit. I mean, I mean that's fair, but he also found something that he kind of enjoys doing, knows he will never be a virtuoso, and still kept it up just for him. Got quite good at it. 10,000 hours of deliberate practice jerking it. Yeah, but like only doing that one song, right? Like he says that's the only one he can do. Does he say that? I think he implies that he just doesn't know what uh, how to play anything else, but maybe I'm just misremembering that. I, I thought can... he was just being down on himself in terms of well, you know, I this is as good as I am. Oh, I sure, no, sure. literal phrase in my notes. What? Nothing. I'm reacting to Fletcher and I both wrote Vaporwave AF about the wedding reception. Yeah, I... Okay. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Okay, don't worry about it. Continue. Anyhow, uh, back, back a line. Uh, yeah, and like, Asuka like, gives him props too, and she's like, even despite myself, I got, you know, you persevered and you, you're still doing this. 
And he's just like, oh, no, it's not me. It's not a big deal. Like he's taking he's not taking any responsibility for his what he's the, the choices he's making, which is very on brand. And it turns out that uh, Asuka blew off her date. Because the guy was boring, so she just ditched him. While he was in line for the roller coaster, I just left and caught the train back. Shinji's response is, that seems incredibly cold. <laughs> and she's like, well, who cares? Uh, Kaji's the only uh, good man here anyway. And then cut to Kaji sparing the rod, spoiling the child's day. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, Asuka, in a nutshell, much like Shinji is uh, Shinji without the healthy parts who moves to reject others first rather than be hurt herself. You know, I didn't I didn't think that that was what was going on in that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because they didn't mention, obviously, we never meet this character as far as I know, so. No, we don't. That's why she's obsessed with, like, boasting for herself. She doesn't care about outside praise other than, like, Kaji, because Kaji is what she's decided she wanted because she knows she mm-hmm. can't have it. Therefore, she can't actually get rejected. So she's just kind of playing at it for her own entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's it's the safe bet. Like, I already know I'm going to get rejected, but I can have a good time in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And this gives you a defense of, well, of course, I'm not going to be around these children when there's a man around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go to the wedding reception. Uh. And Misato, Kaji, and Ritsuko are all many drinks in at this point. Uh, Misato excuses herself, and Kaji notices she has high heels on. Uh, Kaji and Ritsuko, what? I was just going to shotgun through this because the high heel thing kind of sucks, but they harp on it a lot. Kaji basically goes, yeah, when we last uh, were all living together in college, Kaji you know, says she didn't really have high heels back then. And it's basically just, she's a woman now. It's a shitty metaphor. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth in this conversation about how, you know, he he's saying he was a brat and everyone we were just playing house. We weren't really like, you know, dealing with reality. And in the middle of this, he uh, gives uh, Ritsuko a, a little cat pendant thing. I don't it I, is a souvenir from where he actually was today. Uh, so. There's a lot that could be read into this, and there are actually some fans who theorize that this is basically a reference to Ritsuko's grandmother, who might be the cat lady. What? It's, it's a whole... That seems wildly unsupported. It is, but some people take that as, like, there's lines that can be read into it. Nope, don't bother. Yeah. Don't, but I did mention of that because otherwise this trinket comes to nothing. Well, it does come to nothing because it's a fucking souvenir. Yeah, and he's and he he made he she makes a point to say like, did you get something for Masato? He's like, well, I've already lost that fight. There's no point in in trying, which seems like a total lie. Uh, and it, for, I, I guess he like tries to make like a weak pass uh, at Ritsuko, or at least he's doing it as a joke. And she's like, "Yeah, no thanks." Still, he's just doing it because that's what he knows how to do. Yeah, like you don't see Kaji have a healthy interaction with a female character until later. We should also point out that Ritsuko does call him on his bullshit. Goes, mm-hmm. "We know you've been spying. You're going to get burned if you keep playing with fire." 
Yep. And he just blows it off. He's just, yo, I would play with fire if I could finger bang you. And then Misato comes back from the bathroom. Yeah, she returns just on his awkward come on and proceeds to chew him out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ritsuko excuses herself at this point and comments about uh, how everything is made of. I hate what? this line. This is awful. It, it is incredibly clunky, but it ties into the themes of these two episodes. Mm, Sorry. Made me want to kill myself. I know, it really... The dub doesn't even handle it well, and you can tell nobody knows what to do with this line. Delete it. She le- she goes to leave, and she just comments, Everything is composed of homeostasis and transistasis, forces for maintaining the status quo and change, respectively. Here's what you do. You replace it with, like, 15 seconds of them drinking. Done. <laughs> Would have saved money. You have to start hammering on these themes, because it's a huge part of both of these episodes. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely true. There's a nice shot, though, when she gets up, um, and they cut to a shot of the two women's reflections in a like a wine glass or one of the glasses on the table. I thought that was a really nice directing choice. I don't know, I thought it was cool. There starts to be a lot of really good directing stuff happening. Mm-hmm. There's there's some good direction, but we're also coming up on where a lot of animation reuse happens. Oh hell yeah. The kids uh we cut to the house, they get a phone call from Masada that just says don't wait for me. Uh, Kaji and I are at a third after party. Uh, and Asuka immediately jumps to the conclusion that they're going to fuck. Uh, and then we see... Then we cut to uh, Kaji holding up Masato's hair. She pukes in an alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> directly from that line. Into, yeah. This scene is a pretty big one because Kaji is carrying a drunk Masato... And the basic gist of it is, when we broke up, I told you that there was another guy, but I was lying. And you knew that, didn't you? Kaji just goes, no. So Misato is sloppy drunk at this point and starts over-confessing that I woke up one day and I realized you were like my dad, and I hated my dad. And so I ran away from you, I ran away from that, I joined Nerve to try and make a clean start, and then I found out my father worked for Nerve, and I couldn't get away from the specter of my father. And she's rambling, and Kaji basically goes, Look, you made a choice, you decided, you don't have to apologize about that. And she just keeps screaming, Yo, no, I'm like Shinji, I'm a coward, I don't deserve this. And Kaji is trying to interrupt this repeatedly, going, Stop it, no, quit that, swear to God. And she finally just comes out with the, I hate myself. And it's it's shortly into this that Kaji just grabs her, pulls her close for a long kiss. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is a very weird scene to look back at for a lot of reasons. They they try and play it as a positive. It's like you on a few levels. And it doesn't help that. God damn it. I hate that. Fly me to the moon is so linked to this series. Fuck you, Frank Sinatra. Fuck this entire scene. Burn it all down. I mean, he just threw up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was my first thought. I was like, oh, dude. And then he's in there and he's like, this cake is better the second time. Oh, no. (laughs) For for what it's worth, I was actually going to comment on a line that's actually in the episode, which is he's kissing a woman who just vomited. 
We smash cut back to the apartment where a bored Asuka asks Shinji, do you want to kiss me? And the first thing she says before they do it is, you brush your teeth, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is a fun parallel. That's very that's very realistic. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she wants to do this because she's bored. I mean, like, and let's be honest, we've we've all been there, right? No. No. Um, as a kid, yeah, I've, I definitely did a lot of stupid first time stuff because I was bored. I was the most boring rule follower. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a felon, so. There. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That's the lot. Between yeah. between being a felon and being not a felon is oh, oh yeah, I would just do stuff because I'm bored. He's lawful good. Uh, I'm I'm chaotic good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Now there is that Matt, bit where are... she says she baits him into it by making fun of him because his mom's dead. Yeah. What's the matter? Too nervous to kiss a girl on the anniversary of your mom's death? Are you worried she'll be watching from heaven? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, remember that thing I said about Shinji is kind of healthy, Asuka doesn't really have a healthy bone in her body? This is this is part of that contrast. No, but that's all it took for him. Well, no, he actually has to be goaded into it a few times. She keeps going, and that's why he's like, all right, shut up, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, holds his nose uh, closed because, like, oh, I don't want you to breathe. And His breath tickles. His breath tickles, which... Uh, okay. And then he's, of course, he starts, um, well, he almost passes out completely. They they hold this for a long time. This is a very. Yeah, he turns a few different colors. Well, also, Pen Pen comes out, checks the fridge, and then goes to his bedroom painfully slowly while they're still doing it. She immediately runs after this to, you know, start washing out her mouth, gagging. Ugh, I'm never doing that because I'm bored again. And Shinji's response is basically just breathing, and he just kind of goes, well, that's a kiss. Yeah, he seems not particularly enthused or unenthused. He's nonplussed. That's the perfect term for it. That's fine. He's definitely fucked up by it, though. (laughs) It definitely is going to leave a mark, yeah. Mm -hmm. His first kiss and someone immediately goes to scrub their mouth. But it's also like the least passionate kiss you could possibly think. And it's like from his position, he's suffocating. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh. uh, shortly after this, Kaji drops off a completely shit-faced Misato back at the apartment. Asuka is running to go, hey, wait, Mr. Kaji, you can stay the night too. And she drops off because she gets close enough and smells Misato's rosemary perfume, lavender perfume. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes this out on a clueless Shinji uh, who, when Kaji leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, of note here is Kaji asks Shinji to take care of Masato. Kaji is kind of the surrogate dad to Masato's surrogate mom for Shinji in this series. It's just Kaji doesn't interact with him much, but he tries Aww. to he tries to be good to the kid every time they interact. You can actually see it. I mean, except for that part where he goes... So she's still tossing and turning in bed. <laughs> it's like the first time they interact. But Shinji likes that. Shinji thinks that's funny. Yeah, it's it's basically just a joke because he knows. Yeah, you you live with the woman who drinks a lot and is a huge pig. It's and basically like, yeah, I've, I've lived with her too, kid. Still the same. 
and that mm-hmm. works for Shinji, right? Because Shinji explicitly has called that out to Toji and Aina in the uh, yeah. Gem Alone episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's someone else who goes, no, she's human. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, we are at school, the teacher says Ray is absent, and uh, then we cut to deep underground facility, central area of nerve, uh, where we see Ray nude in a test tube with Gendo staring at her, and then they smile at each other. Yikes. All the private parts are covered by tasteful metal bars around the thing. But not enough to know that there was definitely some grooming happening. <laughs> oh, mean, brother, Jesus have I got grooming for you? Because that's lower than a bikini line, let me tell you. I never noticed that. Thanks. <laughs> what? I definitely hadn't <laughs> thought about that. And now it's going to occur to me the next time we see her in a tube. No, you, but you see this like all the time in other anime where they show like they try to think like, oh, that's tastefully covered. Like, no, dude, there would have had like that's below the bikini line. That's definitely a no go zone. <laughs> I forget if it's this show or another, but I remember someone commenting on translating it, and they're like, yeah, uh, there's a point where one of the female characters is in a tube, and if you watch, you can see that the metal bands on it move when whatever camera angle we're at just to cover the body. Very flexible tube, that. And I've always just remembered, very flexible tube, that, when I see these scenes. <laughs> oh, but also, like, the machine, like, it looks like there's a spine Going yeah, down a, towards it's, it. Yeah. She's in the uh she's in like the top of the spine and it feeds into a giant metal brain. Yeah. Which I think is related to dummy plug shit. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the dummy plugs are based on Ray. Yeah. Which uh, makes sense, which is why they were testing to see if Ray oh, could pilot the other Ava. Yeah. 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 Oh, Chris just put something together. Never, yep. There's never one and two. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, elsewhere in the base, uh, Terminal Dogma, right? It's uh, yes. 2,000 meters underground, a computer screen using the... Oh, what the fuck? I didn't see this it's UI. It's that UI you hate, yeah. No, I didn't see this one. Yeah. I must have been busy uh, typing mentions- notes. It just describes this as main LCL plant three and trespassers will be shot on sight. Uh, Kaji is trying to brute force a lock to get in. Uh, we see him finally succeed because the uh, light above the card reader lights up. And uh, at which point you see a gun cocked to his head behind his head and uh, Nisato is there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this is pretty good. Kaji goes, is your hangover all better? And Nisato says, I'm sober now. Thanks. Uh, and she asks if this is his day job or his side job, uh, revealing that she, uh, I don't think she knows that the rest of Nerve knows. because she's No, like, she does say so. Does she, she does say so because he asks if she's down here for herself or on Gendo's orders. And she says, this is me warning you. Okay. Okay. So she and Nerve are well aware that they he works for uh, Nerve and the Japanese government spying on Nerve for the government because Nerve mm-hmm. is kind of uh, alongside of but not resp- not a uh, receptive to the Japanese government right they're basically like a UN level organization yeah they're extra governmental yeah that's the word uh she plainly tells him if you keep playing both sides you're going to die and he uh, just says, Ikari is still using me. 
I can keep going. Uh, and then he says, I'm sorry I hid this from you, but Akari and Ritsuko are hiding things from you like this. And then he just swipes his card through the reader and the door opens. And uh, then we see Adam. Boy, do we. Yeah, yeah we do. Matt, what was your response to this? Anyway, uh, so, okay, the first thing I could I thought was um, Choo Choo died for your sins. That was my first thought. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't even played the game that far to know. I just know that image and that joke. But um, also, second thing, um, never never crucify through through the palms. That never works. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, yeah. You definitely do it in between the wrist bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for those of us who have not seen this series before, let me just describe what is laid out. Yes, please a do. massive, masked, man-shaped being with a huge torso and no legs is pinned to a cross, and where there would be legs, there are just buds that look like humans screaming to get out of it. And it's pinned yeah, he's uh, got, like through a bunch the center. of polyps that are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what I was describing. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. I just thought of it like, you know, the flood in Halo where like those little bug dudes, like the lowest level flood. I thought it looked like that, but you're right. It looks like people's legs. Uh, And it's pinned up there with the lance we saw earlier in the series. Mm -hmm. And this is over a sea of LCL. So reminder, this is just listed as LCL plant three. Oh, yeah. So that must be where they're getting it from. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it also uh, it has seven eyes and like a purple face with a triangle on it. Yeah, it does have eyes behind it. And it's mask. white. It's all completely white besides the face. And th- there's also things coming out the back of its head, too, right? Yeah. Also note that that mask is the Sele uh, logo. Isn't it? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. It also uh, has. Masato like, immediately yeah. has a flashback when Goodness. she sees this. The flashback? Yeah. It's very, very fast. There's definitely it's a, a flash very quick flash, but she has a flash to the giant of light at Antarctica that killed her father. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, you're right, Kaji. I don't know nerve. I don't know nerve at all. And that's where we cut to the ending. That's fucking hype. Yeah. So let's go into episode 16, Sickness Unto Death and Splitting of the Breast. It's two references, actually, and as a psych major philosophy minor, I'm going to nerd out over both of these. I apologize, but I don't. The episode is half-titled for Kierkegaard's book, The Sickness Unto Death, in which the titular sickness is despair. Physical death is inevitable and not to be feared, but the mental death of despair is a terrifying blight on the soul. If you despair, you are less than human. Essentially, you have to self-actualize. Relying on others is to be incomplete as a person— When you are alone, you are the one who has to live with your actions and experiences. Therefore, if you cannot in isolation, you need to become your actual self rather than rely on the praise or punishment of others to feel complete. That is Shinji's entire journey in this episode. Then there's the second half of the title, the short version because this one is a lot more complicated. Melanie Klein was a psychoanalyst who laid down a lot of work into what would become child psychology. Splitting is basically the the concept in youth of seeing the world in black and white, extremes, raw love and hate, good and bad, fun and misery, pleasure and pain, no distinction. As children, we tend to separate a lot of things along these extremes before we can really distinguish the gradients of emotion. 
One of the examples used is the good breast and the bad breast as mental entities, wherein a child is trying to determine the supremacy of two alike things without seeing the whole of the mother. As we grow up, we start realizing things can be pleasant and shitty at the same time, and we learn how to balance the information we gain from our senses in our head. This half of the title is less to do with Shinji and partly Asuka and Masato. Okay. I had a good yeah, question I... there, but I didn't want to interrupt. Go for it. Which is, when you're talking about the good best and the bad, bad breast, I didn't realize that choosing light or dark meat was so racist. <clears throat> we are recording this right before Thanksgiving. That's 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 true. Um, the only my only Give me some um, of that bad breast. <laughs> I got juggled turkey fever. Kierkegaard, I I know of Kierkegaard, um, and sickness unto death Is in relation to, to Jim um, Davis. No, well, actually, you know they've mentioned it before, yeah. But I actually know it mostly be, from uh, discussions of uh, revolutionary girl Utena on the. What is it? Imagine me an Utena co- podcast that I've been listening to because one of the two hosts was also a philosophy major and mentioned talked about Kierkegaard a lot because it's very relevant to that series. So yeah, interesting. I you should I, read some Kierkegaard. I probably should. Good. Uh, I will legit say that, but again, biased as a philosophy minor. Kierkegaard cool. is what the shitty teens who read Nietzsche if they decide to stick with it and read good philosophy. That's what they move on to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Nietzsche is very surface level. I'm sorry. Did you just refer to Nietzsche as intro level garbage? Yes, he's. I just referred to Nietzsche as a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh boy. I All right. So comment. Crimson of philosophers. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, callback. Un- <laughs> unlike Nietzsche, I actually like King Crimson. I like King Crimson too, but they're definitely that. <laughs> That's true. Wait, I thought you'd Although say King... he was. They were Rush. No, whatever. <laughs> That's the same. Uh, Rush is entry level garbage, but for people who listen to like rock stations. <laughs> yeah, but deeper cut Rush is pretty good. It's okay. Anyway, Again, we're not going to rehash this conversation. Rush I believe. Do bad. we have this? Do we have You're this conversation? We had this conversation on uh, LST, right? Lightning Strikes Thrice. We did not have yeah, it I on this one. That one. <laughs> I did. I think. I think that was uh, like three episodes. I do ago. remember having this conversation though, because yes, Chris and I got heated about Rush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "But no one's talking about yes." Anyway, um, yes. yes is pretty yes good. Yes is the shittiest. Yes is yes is also bad. All the good yes songs are bad soft machine songs, and that's how the conversation ended when Fletcher yep. agreed. That was true. <laughs> Actually, that's, true, yeah. that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Congrats, we just relitigated this entire argument in half the time. <laughs> this is what podcasting is like. Yeah. <laughs> We're parodies of ourselves. And it didn't even take the entire series to get there. <sighs> anyway, so the episode begins. <laughs> uh, and there's uh, a lot of reused animation. Even on the remasters, you can see the scene is a little fuzzy from where. Yeah, I was very, very surprised by that because, you know, I'm using a whatever rip it was that you guys uh, told me to use. And I looked at him and I'm like, what is this the right episode? This feels really weird. And I guess that's why, because it was all reuse. So this is not the worst reuse I've seen, but I have been watching original common writer. And there's a, there's a point where the protagonist 
breaks his legs in real life doing a stunt. Oh, no. So there's a few episodes where they are just rerunning suit footage because they can't film anything while they scramble to figure out what to do. And oh, shit, some of that footage is practically transparent by the end before they get a thing in place. Like, couldn't they just the guys in a suit film another guy in the suit? The original actor was the suit actor and the character actor. Okay, and that's, that's why. Oh. And that's why from this point onwards, they would have stuntmen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> so do you want to know what makes that even better? Sure. You know who that actor was? No. Sagata Sanshiro later in life. Am I supposed to know who that is? That sounds vaguely really familiar. Man? No. Um, I think he did play Yojimbo. No, that's the mascot of the Sega Saturn. Oh, Oh, no, yeah, I was that talking guy. about that Yojimbo, you fucking asshole. Yeah, that guy was also the original Kamen Rider. So that dude just plays a lot of iconic Japanese badasses. Cool. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. But like, I was not a yeah. Sega kid. <laughs> I have a Saturn statue on my desk. I, I started with the PlayStation, so I kind of missed really early oh, shit so old right now <laughs> i play yeah you know, i had friends who had the older consoles like i played uh nes and super nes but i never owned it hi amiga sweatshirt to my left <laughs> oh good lord yeah <laughs> aren't you aren't you like not uh, how old are you fletch old enough i'm not giving my age after that question no you should tell me okay I so so 39 uh, yeah, late thirties is where I'm going to leave that. Okay, because I, I I just turned thirty, so because if because if he was if he was younger than thirty nine, he would have said no. I'm sorry, you were alive for the eighties. I regret nothing. It made Moonbeam City twice as funny. Asuka continues to be unhappy about the fact that Kaji is getting involved with the uh, Misato, and she's just yelling at everybody again, uh, just throwing a tantrum because she didn't get her way. Uh... <clears throat> We get a, uh, wow. Wow. That's a real, that's a real line. Is it? Yeah, it's in all the translations. That's oh. not even a thing in the localization. Okay. Uh, bridge crew comment that Misato looks worn to the bone. Ritsko makes a comment that it's Kaji's bone. Oh. Then we cut, to the end of the, we cut to the sink test and Shinji places first. Uh, which thrills him. Uh, Masato says he's number one, and in my notes, I wrote, he looks so happy about this, like, when you tell your fucking dog he's a good boy. Asuka immediately begins flipping her shit in the women's locker room to Rei. Uh, Rei doesn't give a shit at all, she has no reaction, and then at the end she just says, goodbye, and Asuka just fucking decks a locker. Uh, Shinji's very excited on the bus home. Uh, until he sees small children giggling and looking at him, and then he just gets real sad. He just fucking all just bottoms out. The next day, a black shadow emerges from the ground in the city. A massive black and white striped sphere appears in the sky. Evacuation of Western Tokyo 3 begins, and the angel Leliel is advancing slowly at about 2.5 kilometers an hour. They deploy the Avas with a weird selection of yeah, weapons this a time. a fucking axe and a when- deagle. What what's with the axe? That was so random. <laughs> the axe does not show up any time again in the series. So that's no, even weirder. Yeah, the deagle and the axe never return. Mm-hmm. And the, also, we're gonna be in really tight urban quarters. Here's a sniper rifle. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's, not a sniper rifle. An Ava-sized sniper rifle. Like, an over-the-horizon sniper rifle. Yeah, I think it might actually be reusing the one from earlier in no, the series, or just a miniaturized version. Yeah. Uh, Asuka goads Shinji a little here, but he just leans into overconfidence. Well, didn't you tell me I was number one, Misato? Well, yeah, but... And you know, combat is a man's job. And he shuts off the radio as Asuka starts fuming. Yeah, that was like the one point where I go, oh, come on, kid. Don't do that. Uh, Here's a neat detail about Tokyo 3. Because the cables are so long and catch on buildings when they aren't retracted, there are multiple points of connection around the city. So Asuka has to dump her cable because she's pinned and grab a new one out of another building. That was cool. I like that. They they think of a lot of things because Gainax is full of nerds. Uh, we're going to have to do a bonus episode on Otaku no Video at some point. No, what we should do is we should suggest it to, for being Jim Davis, just have them being Gainax. That, that's basically what Otaku no Video is. No, I want them to do it because they know literally nothing about it and it'll be very painful to listen to. Okay, okay. Like their episode of being esports, where the only touch point they have is John watched uh, an hour and a half of Tetris at PRGE. Or, or what about that time they were doing they were doing uh, doing Dark Souls, and then we had Death Warp Gate. Yeah, that was very good. That was that <laughs> I was some things they don't know anything about. <laughs> Anyway, my point is I bought uh, Otaku no Video Blu-ray in the uh, recent anime sale. Well, you're going to have to rip that shit if you want me to watch it. Shinji shoots at the orb. It disappears, and it immediately starts showing up on the, um, well, on the screens or whatever as, like, Blue Wave Angel level, whatever. Blood type blue. Uh, Whereas before, I think it was orange. They weren't sure what it was. But then a... uh, the shadow opens up beneath uh, Shinji uh, in Unit One, and he gets sucked in. Yeah, he, get, he gets like quicksanded in. Uh, one thing that changes in the localization in this episode a lot of times is when he's screaming in the dub, he's only screaming at Masato and the bridge crew. In the subtitles, he at one point comments, uh, "Ayanami, Asuka, where's the backup?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's sharing the blame a lot more in the Japanese version. Yeah. but uh, Which I think is important and is preferred yes. for this episode. Mm-hmm. That's why I comment on it. I just want to point out, for the record, this is the one time Nerve has like it, like handled first contact with an angel well. Their plan is hang back and observe what it does, and then also try to lure it out of the city, and then it also is the one that goes the most wrong. Oh, I mean, at least this time, like, we didn't know what it was going to do because even when the diamond thing showed up, it started drilling because then you like or like it would start shooting things. So, you know, it was bad news. This one just kind of only counter re- like counter hits. Yeah. Uh, also, when Shinji's sinking, they try to inject the plug and it doesn't work. And I have a question in my nose. Has this literally ever worked? Yeah. Uh, when they flung Ray out of the unit zero, remember? like in combat. Has it ever worked in a main episode? Not like, really. It it definitely likes to it, go, hey, why don't you do the obvious thing and eject? And they're like, it's not responding. Yeah. It does in an episode coming up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's next week. 
so at this point, Asuka, Asuka tries to shoot the thing. It disappears, and the shadow shows up beneath uh, Unit 02, but she jumps away from it, climbs up a building, is able to get away. Um, so she manages to escape. Shinji gets pulled in, and the umbilical cord keeps, um, keeps sucking it in from there. Masato gives the order to retreat, causing right. Ray to actually react with alarm for once. Uh-huh. And Masato, we cut back to in the HQ, is shaking and on the verge of tears, going, withdraw, that's an order. Uh, mm-hmm. We fade to black as we see Unit 01's umbilical cable slowly pulled deeper into the void. Yep. Flash forward to Misato in a helicopter above the Angel. The bridge crew discusses that they tried retracting the cable, but only met a loose end, so the robot is without power. If Shinji doesn't flail around and stays in life support mode, he has 16 hours to live. Mm-hmm. There was also a bit earlier where Ritsuko said that Misato would make a good guardian which I think is relevant to this because she's obviously taking this very personally that uh, Shinji is very likely to die in this scenario. Well, she's also taking it more personally because just like last episode, she had the realization that she's way more like Shinji than she thought she was, right? Because the mm-hmm. first few episodes, she's actively rejecting like who and how he is, and mm-hmm. she's warm to it. And last episode right. said, oh, th- I am this person also. Yeah. Uh, there. This is also the beginning of a through line through the episode where Misato is constantly just saying, "Well, I'm gonna have to scold him when he gets back." That was reckless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's using her authority like to hide from how she feels about what's going on. And Asuka is continuing her episode long meltdown at this point. Uh, you know, God. Well, look at Wonder Boy. He rushed in. Shouldn't have done that. And Ray just gets up in her face in the middle of this and just says, so do you only pilot the Ava for the praise of others or? And Asuka's response is, no, not others. I do it because I want to be able to praise me. Mm -hmm. That's actually a pretty significant insight that she doesn't learn from. Yep. Yep. (laughs) She will never learn anything. Mm hmm. Uh, She learned something. Oh, yeah, she doesn't learn the one thing. Yep. How about this? She doesn't experience character growth in any way. Nope. So mm-hmm. we cut to, cut to Shinji in the uh, cockpit, and he says, I never thought sleeping could be so exhausting. He uh, powers up the Avon once more. There's uh, nothing on the sensors, uh, infrared or sonar. The area must be too big to read. Uh, his plug suit has a watch built into it for some reason, and it says it's been... Uh, 12 hours, so he only has about 4 hours to live, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, science team has figured out more about the angel. The uh, zebra orb in the sky is actually the shadow of the angel. Uh, the real angel is the huge black hole in the ground. It's about 0.4 miles wide, but only 3 nanometers thick, which contains the Sea of Dirac. Uh, Ritsuko says uh, it's basically a pocket dimension. That is an actual physics thing, and I made sure we sped over that in the notes because holy shit, let's not go there. It sounds cool. That's about it. (laughs) You could could just read it as a key of Nebuchadnezzar level of technobabble. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that might be the worst one for me. It's true. Yeah. So at this point, Shinji is noticing that the LTL is starting to get cloudy because the purification system in the EVA is breaking down. Uh, You know, it doesn't have the energy to keep it running. And because of this, he can now smell the LCL, you know, in its raw form, which is, you know, like blood, which he's mentioned that he says the, the plug smells like blood. And he starts to to panic and scream and try to pull open the plug, which isn't working. And uh, they they lean on this for, for a fair bit. It's specifically probably worth noting that he calls for everybody in descending order of how much he cares about them, except mm-hmm. for Gendo, who he cares about the most. Of course, because he doesn't expect to be helped by him. Right? Isn't that the thing? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, so... We cut back to the real world and uh, Misato and Ritsuko are arguing on how to kill this thing. And Misato is super pissed off that one of the basically the going plan is drop the remaining 992 N2 mines inside of the dimension and hope the sheer force of it rips it apart from the inside. And Shinji um, uh, will probably die with the angel. Yeah. Mm hmm. Also, I don't know if we skipped the obvious metaphor, but spoilers, Matt, the LCL is just basically amniotic fluid. Yeah, I yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, that, that was like the, I thought that was the uh, the going. I don't know if we had mentioned that in the, on, on the podcast before, but yeah, I definitely was going with the this is a womb metaphor. You mentioned that. And yeah. Okay. Keep in mind that the LCL is produced from a giant that is perpetually bleeding from multiple wounds. Okay. If you wanted to know why it smells like blood. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess the idea is that the LC- is the LTL just the blood or do they do something with the blood or is it something like related another bodily fluid from the I guess it's not that important, is it? It's just big old angel leakings. Lovely. If you thought about it that can tell you a lot. Yeah. Mm. Ritsko says the priority is to get Unit 01 back, like the actual body of the uh, unit, uh, which is some foreshadowing for the next one, that they only care about the robot and not the pilot. Uh, before she gets the... Uh, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And then she reminds Masato, she says, it's your fault Shinji is lost in the first place. Don't forget that. And then Masato says, then why in the hell are you and Commander Akari so worried about recovering Unit 01? What the hell is in the Eva? And then she says, I've given you all the information, Major. And Masato says, that's bullshit. And that's a direct quote, by the way. We're not ad-libbing. Uh, Ritsuko announces she's pulling rank, takes over, and begins controlling the operation. Uh, Masato is very mad about this and one reali- is realizing how much is being hidden from her. And she's the head of uh, tactical operations. Let's get on the brain train. This is the start of a metaphor that's going to run through the whole rest of the series. I hope you like train cars. I do like train cars. Mm-hmm. The angel begins talking to Shinji in the form of his younger self. Uh, the visualizations lean heavily on this in that if the text is just over a blank screen, it's white lines on a black background, and the young Shinji is in a black and white striped shirt that matches the angel's shadow in the sky. Horizontal. In a scene like this, the horizontal line is always uh, the outside party. Yep. Because there will be scenes like this in the future. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going to give the brief overview of this scene, and if you want to unpack anything as we're going, hit me. Yeah, go for it. The angel talks about how there are two selves in a person, the self which can be observed, and the one that observes from inside you. Basically, your presentation versus your psyche. There are plenty of Shinji Akaris, it says. The one in his head, the one Masato sees, the one Ritsuko interacts with, etc., etc. And the angel is probably kinder to Shinji than any human, laying out as an analytical third party with full access to his brain that he's afraid of being hurt. Like, specifically how they'll react to him when he lets them down, not the act of letting them down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's worried about disappointing others. Perhaps Gendo Ikari is the asshole for abandoning his boy instead of Chinji just letting him down. Right. Maybe trying to live your whole life riding on a single bit of praise is not a life whatsoever. Pistol Pete. Basically, yeah. That dick quarterback from high school who constantly talks about the- Al Bundy! Al Bundy is living this sort of half-life. Uh, calling back to Ritsuko's line from the wedding last episode, if you are unable to accept you are capable of initiating change, you will be unable to continue. And then it calls him on the fact that he's living in a lot of denial with a beautiful exchange. Oh, that's uh, Leliel, very good writing here. Leliel says, you're unable to swim. Shinji's response is, humans aren't made to float. This is self-deception. I don't care what you want to call it. And Lelio's response is, you've made yourself blind and deaf to anything you want to avoid. This is like my favorite line in the whole series, probably. Which is, uh, it explicitly says to him that nobody can justify their existence by linking their happiest moments together like a rosary. Yep. And that was part of why I added the rosary comment last episode with the 108 beads. So I'm I'm curious about this. This is the first time that we know of of an angel directly communicating with a human. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Is that is there any particular reason why it's happening now and hasn't happened before? Or yes. Okay. Yeah. You also don't want to know it. Okay. All right. I just I figured like I don't remember. I was trying to think back. Oh, all the other monsters they just showed up and blown stuff up. Uh, or like melted things, but this is the first time you've had a conversation with an angel that at least in the series. It is worth noting that after the first after the first set, like right after Aska got gets here, that episode is the end of the first set. You mm-hmm. start to see an actual progression in them in terms but, of like how much inner life they appear to have. Yeah, I mean they seem like yeah, the future ones, they have smarter tactics. They seem more reactionary. They're not they're less of a uh, force of nature and more of a thinking being. Yeah, like back to back, you have the actual progression of I need to drill through the earth and all this armor to nerve to why don't I just go find this open hole and dump acid down it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. And like, you notice that they never use the same tactic twice. Yeah. And then... The next one says, oh, well, this doesn't work. They killed this one from out of range. Why don't I come from outer space? Mm-hmm. 
like keep an eye on that there is an actual progression to the intelligence of the angels and the, the behaviors they exhibit gotcha what you should also ask yourself later is what lessons do they learn from this one yeah i can imagine it's uh very interesting yeah shit, get, shit gets wild man yep i'm waiting for it i'm here for it Shinji's final scream ending this scene is that he just wants to be left alone and we hard cut to the bridge crew. Plug suit should be running out of energy any time now, and Ritsuko responds to this with, Drop the bombs 12 minutes faster. Let's do it while there's a chance he's still alive. And then we segue into a jazzy number playing while the angel forces Shinji to confront in no uncertain terms that his father is a massive prick. There's a chorus of headlines about uh, the disappearance of Yoyakari, public sentiment being he might have killed his own wife. And that you see it evolve to he did kill his own wife. Yup. And Shinji says, that can't be true. She was smiling. So he does remember his mother's face, right? Like we see him remember a photo of her. But it's like he's on his back. But yeah, but you see like there's a shine on it, like a reflection on it that makes the face hard to see. Well, the face that's blurred out is his. You can see hers pretty clear. Really? Because I, I was just looking at it. Let me just look yeah, at this again. Yeah, he's the one blurred out in that. He's remembering her. Okay. Uh, Shinji's final lines is he just curls up in the chilling out, out of power entry plug is, I hate this place. I hate this loneliness. And he goes full fetal, waiting to die. The suit is just starting to beep like a hospital heart monitor. And a hand reaches out to him, at which point we cut out. Shinji is now completely naked in a magical girl transformation void. Yeah, like some sort of style magical girl transformation. Yeah, this is full on Sailor Moon's background. Yep. Uh, Some sort of feminine spirit reaches out to him. And as the screen fades to white, we just hear mother. Yuyakari speaks a few words to through Shinji's memories. Are you ready? Good for you. Well, in between that, we see uh, Shinji like holding up this red sphere, uh, like a fish egg, is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then, in response to that, she says, "Good for you." That's true. I did miss that. There are 60 seconds to mind drop, and there's actually a really great shot in the sky of just a massive fleet of jets coordinating their flight path so no one is dropping anything on anyone else. Like, it's it's an Itano circus of jet trails, but without missiles. There are going to be so many gay frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and the angel on the ground suddenly burst into a bloody spread of veins crisscrossing the whole surface of the thing. Everyone is just freaking out, and the bridge crew sums it up succinctly with the line, What's going on? We don't know! Mm-hmm. Uh, the shadow in the sky just ripples, and Unit 01's arm bursts forth from it in a shower of gore. The Ava pulls itself out with a grin and a roar, and the angel is bursting into chunks of meat in the sky. Various reactions through this scene. Asuka goes, my god, I'm piloting something like that? Ray is completely stoic. And Ritsuko says, god in heaven, what kind of monster have we copied from? Which is what causes Misato in her head to go, the Avas aren't 
copies of Adam, so what the hell is she talking about? And what are we going to do with these things when the angels are destroyed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ava lets out another roar. It is now... The O-1 is now as red as Unit O-2, covered in gore, standing on the ground, and screams to the sky. Everyone collectively just shits their pants. This entire sequence is incredibly good and has the single track that I associate with Ava. There's going to be way less action, but you can definitely tell we're like, when there is action, they're like, we got to spend all this money. We want to finish with none left. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to finish with none left, so as they're going to, guaranteed. Uh, hey, remember earlier in the series when Gendo rushed to a uh, Ray's entry plug and ripped her out at no, uh, mm-hmm. while taking no measure of what harm it would do him? Misato does that for Shinji here and pries him out of the entry plug. The only thing she says as she's crying over him is, I just wanted to see you again. This line is a little weird because I cycled through a couple of the subtitle translations since it was very different. I don't think there's any way to read this as a singular you. Like, I always read this as a royal you. Well, that's the thing. One of them says just you. One says all of you. One says I wanted to see them again. It's really weird, and it's got to be some kind of strange Japanese pronoun. But yeah, I I agree. I don't think it's a singular. I'm talking to Misato. She's just, I'm talking to anyone who is listening. Yeah. Uh, Misato has moved past the splitting phase here, going from I'm just going to have to chew him out, which she's been saying a lot and we're not commenting on it, to just sobbing on him, realizing that he screwed up, but I can still feel sorry for him mm-hmm. and like be glad he's back. All Asuka can say in the background, meanwhile, is, well, when are you going to yell at him, teacher? Because she has not. God, I cannot wait for her to get hers. <laughs> I really hate Asuka a lot. <laughs> It's a few weeks out. Mm-hmm. Asuka is just a vehicle for cool things to happen. Asuka is not a good character. It is a bad person who I despise. So they have the Unit 01 back in the base, and they're decontaminating it in the bay. Ritsuko and Gendo are talking as they watch the cleanup crews. I'm paraphrasing here, but the scene basically goes like this. Well, I can't look at this thing without a little pee coming out anymore, and I'm pretty sure Misato is figuring (laughs) things out. Gendo just goes, well, leave her alive for now. And Ritsuko says, if the kids find out about this, Rei and Shinji are never going to forgive us, are there? She explicitly does not mention Asuka in this process. So Shinji wakes up in the uh, hospital again, and Rei is... Again, sitting by his, uh, by his side, reading. Um, she tells him to uh, take it easy. Everyone else will handle the rest of the business. And he, he goes, oh, but I'm fine now. And she's like, just, he's, she's like, that's good. 
he reacts a little bit like this is a, a sort of a flip in personality slightly. I think I, at least that's how I read it, that she is showing at least a little bit of warmth, which is more than she usually does. And as she goes to leave, uh, the door opens and you can see Asuka was uh, peeking her head in about to say hi. And then realizing that she's <laughs> visible now, she goes and hides behind the door and Shinji notices this and uh, sort of laughs to himself. And he then sniffs his hand and says, the smell of blood won't come off. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So Shinji does react to Rei responding to him differently, but that's because Shinji initiated as a different person than who he was. It's worth noting that all of the other times he's in the hospital, he repeatedly plays the victim, and then this mm-hmm. is the first time he's really proactively said, I want to help, I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. And that's why she responds unusually, because it's unusual for him. Uh, so it's a step in his progression as a yeah. character. Like, yeah, he that makes sense. Yep. a changed character. Which I guess is the whole point of this entire episode. And the whole so, show. Uh, yeah. And the whole show. But this one in particular so far. This is a great set of episodes to pair together thematically, and I'm glad it worked out this way. Just like... Oh, okay. So the next one is basically a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And next time we're going to be covering episodes 17 and 18, which are Fourth Children and The Choice of Life slash Ambivalence. The, uh, mm-hmm. the title and the subtitles is hilarious because it's like the fourth qualified child, which is very exciting. There's there's two titles on that one, like most of them, but mm-hmm. they basically both translate to Fourth Child, if you put them into English. If the subtitles here says Fourth Qualified Individual. There you go. That's the one. Are you excited yeah. for your new pilot, Matt? Uh, it's looking like it's going to be Toji <laughs> by, uh-huh. by the uh, by the teaser. So I'm just going to I'm just going to lay this out for you in advance. All of episode 17 is everyone basically saying, boy, it sure sucks that Toji has to pilot this and Shinji not getting it. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But that ties into episode 18, and we'll get there. Cool. All right. Oh, no, this is where the awful song is in the rebuilds. Yeah, well. God, it's so bad. It is so jarring. Look, I can't hate anything as much as Fly Me to the Moon, so. Uh, Wait, you don't don't hate My Way more? As a Sinatra song? Well, My Way isn't in Evangelion. Well, that's true. What if it was? You would have an entire (laughs) ten-minute segment of... Okay. Wait. It's at the very end, in the longest still frame, is just, I did it my way instead. There is one character I would allow that from, and we ain't seen him yet. No, that's what I'm talking about. Right at the very end. You know the scene I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Just play, instead of I the symphony, yeah. yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. You have uh-huh. actually made me mad. I want you to know that. I know. You're welcome, Matt. You'll love that joke when you get there. All right, I'll I'll, I'll keep that joke in the back of my head for the next six months. <laughs> it's it won't be that long. Maybe it will. Yeah, actually. we're gonna do it around January. It will. Be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two episodes are fucking wild. Okay.
Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I you would expect. Uh, sure. But yeah, no, I thought I liked both of these episodes. I like that they're starting to get more a little bit more, you know, I don't know metaphysical is the term really, but like no, it's metaphysical works. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess it literally metaphysics they're going into a pocket dimension. But yeah, th- this is starting to get more interesting and we're starting to see more of the the characters like Misato you know, they're getting more rounded and I mean, so far so good. I mean, I'm waiting for the real mind fuck cause I'm expecting there to be a real mind fuck and it hasn't come yet. I don't think there really is one, right? Like it's just more of this, but for uh-huh. everybody, uh, yeah, the way these two episodes worked out, you will have episodes like both of these, but mm-hmm. they rapidly accelerate in each direction. So you have a rapid acceleration of the actual plot happening, and then you have episodes that are entirely about dissecting another character. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, So, this is where we're at. We're just going to get more of this and more extreme. Cool. Well, I dig it. I mean, and definitely some of the, the visuals in, especially 18, or sorry, 16, uh, you know, when he's busting out of the angel, like that, you know, all the black and red, it's it's very, very rad. It is fucking incredible. It is like episodes one, two levels of good. But it's so weird just how the beginning of that episode is so crummy looking and the end is so good looking. And it's really whiplashy. Like too, is that they really bury the lead with more generic slice of life garbage. Yeah, and there, there are other shots, too, like when Asuka is arguing with Ray, like, her face is mostly in shadow, but her eye, your, her blue eyes are showing. I thought that was a great shot, too. There's a lot of stark shadows. That would have been great if, like, every anime ever didn't do that afterward. Yeah, it's true. They they did kind of rip it off a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you've noticed a lot of ground setting for, like, all of anime. Yeah, I guess that's probably why I'm not as, like, you know, mind blown about it so far is that I, I as little as my experience with other anime is, I'm starting to see things that look familiar. I just, you know, it's like the Citizen Kane thing. I knowing where this came from, I'm trying to keep that in the back of my head that this is the first time a lot of this stuff happened. Oh, in case you like Citizen Kane, just here's why the movie is bad. No one is there to hear him say Rosebud, the end. Wasn't well, that the point? No. That that no one would be there. Him because he drove everyone. I haven't seen it. I'm just no, but the entire movie hinges on someone having heard him say that. Yeah, it's in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The entire movie is, takes place in a plot hole. Gotcha. Allegedly, according to stories, someone confronted Wells with that at the party after the initial screening, and he just said, "You can never tell anyone about this." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's apocryphal, but I love the mental image. That's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I'm into it. Fletcher's obviously into it. Fletcher's responsible mm-hmm. for all of our notes from now on. If you want to put that evil on me, I can make sure this happens. It turned out turned out much better than I expected. Everyone uh, forgets that when I am forced into a corner, I put my whole ass into things. Uh, well, let's mm-hmm. end the episode really quick. <laughs> Goodbye, fuckos. Uh, ciao for now. I'm sorry and, you listened uh, to this. Hey, that's right. By the time this comes out, that sale will be over, so I will not plug that. Never mind. Also, don't do free advertising for corporations, you asshole. <laughs> what? No, I was just going to say buy Space Runaway Ideon because it's about to come out on Blu-ray.
Oh, that's the thing I meant to buy and didn't. It doesn't release until February. You have time. Because I could not remember the name. Space Runaway Ideon. Why don't you type it to me in Slack? Because I already forgot. I'll just give you a link quietly. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, if you are interested in Evangelion, you might be interested in that series, which... Recall how we said this series influenced a lot of things that would steal from it heavily? Edeon is basically the prototype for Evangelion on a lot of levels. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Anyhow, we will see you next time when we discuss the fourth children. Goodbye. Peace.